nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? And yet he probably would have gotten the job. Mm. Anytime you talk about Bangkok, you gotta get the job. No. No? I like the little one who talked about Bangkok. Let's hire that one. <laughs> I don't know why it's Bangkok is. So anyways, welcome to Nerdables episode 114. This week we are going to dissect the Batman vs. Superman trailers. Yeah, I'm going to do that right now. Ready? Ready? <laughs> Alright, well that's done. Let's talk about the next topic. So disappointing. Talk about Captain America trailer. And what found something out on that one that I'm so disappointed. We'll save for last because I know that's the one that everybody is ready to talk about. But we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Samurai Jack is returning. <laughs> so joining me this week are Chris, Ethan, Sebastian, and Mikey. You just forgot Sebastian's name, didn't you? No, I was almost going to say Travis. <laughs> He had to do a little head swing so he can kind of see around the table. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a bad guy. His shoulder's like, like, is that, no. oh, no, is that the, is that my friend who's 6'5 and blonde? No, it's the guy who's a little over five feet in dark black hair. <laughs> Although, we, Sebastian and I did hang out all day Friday at yes. Disneyland, which was fun. Is that the third or fourth time you went this week, Sebastian? This is the first time this week. Well, no. I went like two weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say. It hadn't been long. <laughs> no. For those who don't know, Sebastian goes just about everywhere. It's really good. Though. It is really nice. So everybody goes. Have they finished Star Wars Land yet? <laughs> no, no. They gotta. They gotta. Everybody has. Have to they even started? Have they like? They have cordoned off where it is or anything. They're gonna the, close down the uh, the Rivers of America and the. Yeah, I've heard of those old bunch of stuff. Because is it they're, they're January knocking seventeenth? This last so, day. Yeah. Are That's they are they blowing up? Uh, Toontown? Toontown? In a in a feat of irony, they they will not be. No, it's going beside it. Yeah, they, they, it's gonna. Be, so they do there's have like employee room. offices sort of behind yeah. the Toontown area, and and they just fired everybody ranch. and got rid of them. No, that's what that 14 no. acres that is off site. Yeah, is. they bought like that weird like stretch of like parking lots next to some hotels. Yeah. They're gonna build new offices there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. They should blow up Tom Sawyer Island. Just actually blow it up in the middle. Oh, Tom Sawyer Island was Disneyland. the best. Love they're Tom closing Sawyer it down for the part yeah, of the remodel. Yeah, because they're gonna reroute the river and they're gonna reroute the train, mm-hmm. so they can. No, not the train. Yeah, that's closing. So wait, everything will have an upgrade to it. So what? So what closes on the seventeenth? The Rivers of America, Rivers of America, Tom Sawyer Island, Tom Sawyer Island, uh, Thunder Ranch, Mm -hmm. the train that encircles the. Uh, that encircles the park. We went to Big Thunder Ranch because we were thinking about eating there because we were were all like, "Well, let's go one last time to it." Neat. It's booked through December seventeenth. I don't believe it. And they said, if you want reservations now, you better get them in because. It's going to be booked up, and they close down the seventeenth of January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got to find out. When anybody listening that's going to Disneyland, make sure you put in a reservation to eat there. Well, yes. my friend is coming from Australia, and I've promised her to go to Disneyland for the first time in almost three decades. And all I want to do is ride the train because that was my favorite thing as a kid. Because that's what we, when we went as a family, that's dinosaurs? the first thing we did. It wasn't even the dinosaurs. It was. Well, I mean, that was part of it, but we would get to Disneyland and everyone would be like super excited and everything and we'd just get on the train and we'd go around once and then we'd go do whatever and I'm like oh if they close the train if it's the after the 17th I can't remember when she's coming out yeah January. I mean it's just temporarily closed so. yeah, like, yeah but it's more look if I'm gonna go for the first time in almost three decades and like the one ride that I don't go on is gonna suck if I've gotta wait another year and a half for it oh that's right because you went to California last time you didn't yes, go to Disneyland nope I didn't go to Disneyland I only went to California Adventure that's right Ethan hasn't been since Arabella was 
I haven't been since 1996. Been back so. in June. Oh, oh. <laughs> when, when my family came out there. That's right. Oh. Before that, Arabella was Beth was pregnant with Arabella. No, it was Arabella's first birthday, I think. Was it? Oh, no. you went th- okay. Interesting. Um, we, we all went. Yeah, I went in 96. Uh, I went for free. I couldn't tell you the last time I actually paid you at Disneyland. Yeah. That's right, because you drove down with my mom. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I wouldn't start laughing, because at some point, Ethan's going to be your stepdad. <laughs> How weird is that going to be? Can we please just move on? Daddy, Ethan. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Can I have some money? You? Why are you younger Fuck than you. me? <laughs> Can I have some money? <laughs> Better not write me out of the will, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Have you met my mom? There's no (laughs) I know. Okay, thirteenth through the eighteenth. She leaves on the eighteenth, and we're going to the Ducks Kings game on the seventeenth. You got time. You got got a little time. Hopefully, we go early because I think she's going like the very first day, so maybe like the fourteenth. Anyway, so everybody's riveted by this. Batman, Superman. Nope. Released its trailer nope. a week after nope. uh, we had Captain America Civil War. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and it was clearly nope. clearly why they did it. Nope. Yes. Oh, oh totally. War, we gotta do. We got our ace in the hole. Yeah. Doomsday nope. and Batman with a gun. Uh, that's nope. what people have been nope. waiting for since nope. the serials in the forties and Tim Burton's nope. 1989 Batman. They've been picks waiting up a gun. for Batman with a gun. Yep. Nope. And. Zack Snyder, director of greats like Sucker Punch, will be bringing it to you. <laughs> no! Uh, I don't even remember him having a gun. I'll be honest. That's how much I paid attention to the trailer when I saw it. It was it's, the, it it was the very the, end. With out of when, everything that was out of place, it was the most askew. It was just like that, like, I think the last shot. It's the very last it, shot. It's where Batman, it, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and he's there, and he's got, like, an assault rifle in his hands, like, just standing there like, oh. Well, yeah. the Nolan's Batman had the little EMP gun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's what it kind of looked like. It, it, I mean, it it's wasn't entirely what it possible. Is. It's something I, else. I can't imagine it's a machine gun. But Although, because it always it always drove me crazy. Because even in the, in the the Tim Burton ones, they're like, "Oh, he has machine guns on his car," and I'm like, yeah. "Why does he have machine guns on his <laughs> Which car?" Which he uses to cut doors. doors. On yeah, just high enough. And that's the thing is, someone, someone tries like, "Oh, they're all rubber bullets for like crowd control and stuff." Like, not if you cut a door in half. Yeah. That's, that's not happening. Well, see, he, but he could have picked up an assault rifle because, you know, you had Superman's minions there that, you know, could well, have. I think that's a dream sequence, but it's still the a dream really, sequence. A really dumb dream sequence. I think it's sequence. all a dream sequence. So, so basically, it's the end of the movie is Christopher Nolan waking my, up and having a nightmare with cold sweat and everything. holding a snow globe with Superman inside of it. <laughs> what could have been? I think it's a dream sequence mostly because, like, I think it was, like, a couple Entertainment Weeklies ago. They're like, look at the cool set photos from Batman Superman. And the dumbest one was, was Batman in disguise amongst the Superman army. But it's him in a brown trench coat <laughs> and the cowl and goggles. Like, yeah, yeah okay, in disguise. Yeah, mm. it's got to be, like, a dumb nightmare sequence where he's like, hey, Superman, no! And then... <laughs> The very end of it's Kevin Smith waking it's up like from that, a nightmare. Uh, what was that picture online for the long set? It's those like three foot tall Superman. Yeah. And is that one Batman in the middle? And yeah. it's like day six. They still haven't discovered I'm among them or something <laughs> yes. like that. Exactly. Okay, so I know there are some people that listen to the podcast that are major, there. There are some people that listen to the podcast that are major DC fans, major Batman fans in particular. How do we know this? I know one of them that listens to the okay, show. Okay, so the listener. <laughs> the. <laughs> is a big a listener 
He's a big and fan. And he actually, I was going to have him come on the show, but then I thought maybe that night might not be a good idea considering everybody else seems to have hated it. Uh, it's a strong I, I, I word. I can't think it. I, think I don't think it's like, well, I mean, I'll just mean, say like, I, I don't, I, I, I dislike it's a, this. It's a disappointing thing. I don't think it, I hate thing is like if you, if this is something that means a lot to you, like if we watched, if we watched the first Star Wars trailer and it was just ass, yes. I think we would hate it because Star Wars means a lot to us. In terms of any of us here, Batman and Superman are cool characters, and we're hoping the movie would have been good. It's just more like disappointing. It's more of a. <sighs> I kind of for me it was just exactly. sort of my my confirmation bias. Like I didn't like Man of Steel at all. I, in fact, I hated the movie Man of Steel. And then the trailers <laughs> so this came out, and they're sort of know, like, right? and it was like, eh, you know, what? I'm just not going to go see the second one. Whatever. Yeah. And then this trailer's like, well, good thing I'm not going to spend any. At least my you money. still have Suicide Squad coming. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, like. From the Comic-Con trailer, I was so excited to see this movie. And then seeing this trailer, it just totally disappointed the hell out of me. They gave one, the major villain up, you know, towards the end. Uh, and then two, the fact that, um, what is his name, Jesse Eisenberg? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we want to talk about okay. the, So let's go on, into no, no, the whole let's, trailer. Let's, let, let's do disappointing then. We'll go through the, the Jesse Eisenberg thing. I was... Because remember, for the longest time, everyone was like, oh, Brian Cranston's going to be Lex Luthor. Brian Cranston's going to be... And then yes. they said Jesse Eisenberg was going to be. And I thought it was a great choice, because I think Jesse Eisenberg is a really good he actor. Can, yeah, he can act when he chooses and, to. And, well, he's still he acting. That's just the choices that either he or the director slash producer made as to how or they both. want to do Lex Luthor is extremely disappointing, yes, because yeah. it is the silly, crazy, Joker-esque... again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Hackman one. And, and the story that I have... For it was when I, I watched the trailer when I was at work, and um, one of my uh, associates, Emily, was not watching the trailer. She was actually doing work. It was crazy, and so she Somebody just listened to work, it. Yeah, no, it was work? crazy. Um, so she was listening to the trailer, and that part comes up where he, where Jesse Eisenberg first talks as Lex Luthor at the party, and she said, "Who is that?" And I said, "It's it's Jesse Eisenberg." She's like, "No, what character?" I said, it's Lex Luthor. Why is he gay? And why is he so dumb? because that's the choice they decided to make. And she said, I thought Lex was a very serious character. And I said, it is, for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen so many incarnations of a fairly serious, uh, you know, maniacal in a way of, of his villainy, but not in, He's you know, the, and the mustache twirl and all yeah. that. It's not there. It's a very kind of serious role and full of confidence and all of that. And this is, and I, and I told her, it's much more like what they ended up doing with Superman, and especially Superman 3 with Gene Hackman as mm -hmm. Lex Luthor, where they turned him into a buffoon. Right. I mean, this guy's supposed to be one of the smartest people on the planet, and he just doesn't sound like it in this. And it just, you're watching the party scene, and I told you last night, it reminded me of, of Dark Knight with Heath Ledger's Joker at the party, mm -hmm. at, the, at the benefit. Well, so. even, you know, doing the long hair. I, and I get that, okay, we're going to do the long hair, and then, you know, at the end, he's going to be bald. Obviously, and if you watch the uh, Now You See Me Too trailer, his hair, you know, you can tell his hair is growing back. That you know, they, that he does have it shaved. And I think there was even a, a, a set shot that they showed him bald. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, it did. It, it felt like the scene in Dark Knight, right? The party scene. He he seemed very Joker esque. That was a, when Chris said it. I was like, yeah, that's exactly the thing I was thinking when I first saw the trailer. I was like. Why is he playing the Joker? You well, know, even like, when Batman or Bruce Wayne's in there at, at that party, and he makes the comment about, you know, I'm Gotham, you know, I guess I'm, you know, this is the Gotham in me. Uh, we have our own, you know, 
we're, we have enough of the the Joker, the guys dressed up in clowns and everything. Even though it was a reference to Superman, it almost felt like it was a <laughs> reference to Lex. Yeah, because it was just that. It just he's just he just seems like he's look, clowning around. When I when I watched it with Beth, I told her I said, "Look, the Lex Luthor is maniacal. He's malevolent. Malevolent. He everything he does is very calculated. Right. You know, he he's one of the most intelligent men in that whole universe. When I think of Lex Luthor and like my favorite incarnation of Lex Luthor is it goes back to my '90s TV shows of watching." The Superman Adventures, you know, that Lex Luthor to me was probably one of the best ones that I felt was, uh, you know, the best incarnation of Lex Luthor because it was exactly like that. Well, look at the Smallville version. The Smallville version was great. It was yeah, spot on. But they also got a really good actor to play him, too. That's true. Yeah, And, and that's he took the role very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's why I ditched that series as soon as he left. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we go on to, we find out that Zod... Is going to be Doomsday. Yes, and I'm just happy. Well, me and it's the, something. It's, yeah. it, they'll probably never refer to it as Doomsday. But right. It's, it's, it's this idea that Luther takes. Monster, yeah. But uh, me and uh, buddy of mine, Ronald, few, a few months ago, like that first trailer where they wheel out the pale body of Zod, uh-huh. and we're like, "All right, so what, what are we gonna do? We're gonna gonna Doomsday him? Yeah, gonna do? How are they gonna do it? Probably gonna steal Bizarro's origin for it. And basically, that's what it sounds like they're doing. They're gonna yeah. experiment. Yeah, it sounds body. a lot more like Bizarro. Yeah, yeah, but then he's gonna turn into big hulking monster who looks like Abomination from the Incredible Hulk. No, it's um, it it's looks the like Cave a Troll from Fellowship of the Rings. R. Kelly Cave looks Troll. to me like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or Michelangelo from, from, from the yeah, <laughs> teen, TMNT movie. I, I just, just with spikes. I, yeah, I got really sad when it's like, man, the Smallville Doomsday, who's a guy in a suit that they shot really, really well, looks way better than yeah. the really obviously bad CGI. I forget who it was if it was CBR or Screen Rant or one of those that. Put a side by side of Doomsday and the presumably Doomsday, Doomsday from uh, Batman vs Superman, and they're like, "Oh my God, look how close! Look how amazing that is! It's almost spot on." And I'm looking at it going, "What's that?" No, house? it looks like a Ninja Turtle with spikes. It looks yeah. like it should be the mold for for Spike in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Right. You know, and I'm like, okay, first of all, there there was a problem with that, I, and I can tell Beth at the end of it. Look, you've got potentially three major DC villains in this movie. You've got, that we know of Lex Luthor. Now, if this is Doomsday. And then there's the rumor that you know Jared Leto is supposed to show up as the Joker in at least one scene. I still or, think that's flashback. But it could be even a flashback scene. You have three major villains. Yeah, but that, you may just see him for like half a second or and whatever. And she's like, well, what about, why, why is Doomsday such a major? I'm like, Doomsday breaks Superman's back. Doomsday, or, no, Doomsday, kills, Doomsday kills Superman. Kills Superman. I know, Bane, yeah. ki- Bane breaks Super- Batman's back, but he kills break. Superman. I was the one who killed Batman. So, why would Doomsday you have, is my brother. Why would you have two of the, two of Superman's greatest villains in this movie where you're going to end up watering down both of them? Because Spider-Man 3 made a billion dollars worldwide. <laughs> But it was still a bad yeah, movie. Doesn't matter. Still made a billion dollars. That's the thing is people are still going to go see this movie because yeah. it's. I was going to make. There's going to be a lot of people that want to see this type of movie. Well, the three see a I movie know with Superman and Batman. Hell, I was disappointed with this trailer. I'm still going to go see this. Yeah, movie. I was going to say I know that I you'll know. go see it, but, uh, Batman. Batman Chris, will go see it. Chris will go see it. I'm going to go see the movie. I'll see it. Mikey and Sebastian won't see it. Yeah, I'm not going to see it. I'm out. It's because look. There's so many, I mean, uh, there's a sea of movies coming out, and at this point, some movies just don't deserve my dollars. 
Yeah. And I, I honestly, with your opinion, I think most movies don't deserve <laughs> <your honor. laughs> But it, it's just because so our 2016's going to suck ass for you. <laughs> I just don't feel obligated anymore to just like, well, I have to go see it. Like, yes, that's I, that's I, the difference is that, that obligation that, thing. Yeah, I lost that a long time ago. It's like it was a point in time where it's like I'm going to go see every movie in the summer. It's just like half these movies are awful. Do you Why? feel obligated to go see Star Wars? Not really. It looks good though. So but was, you're going to see it. Yeah, I was I was not planning originally to go see it uh, the day of, but then somebody was like, "Hey, I got you a ticket, so I'm going now." I was gonna wait until like Tuesday at like nine in the morning to go see yeah. it when there's nobody there, but I'll probably have to do that because I'll sit in a theater. Like I remember seeing Revenge of the Sith the same mm-hmm. night, and I couldn't hear half the movie. Yeah, because Ugh. people were just like, "Ah, that's Arsidious!" Like, and then people like by the end of the movie, just like, "Oh shit." Why don't you go see this movie all together on opening night? And they just walked out quiet, no clapping at the end of the film. They really? Like, see, when I saw it, when we all saw well, it. Well, why would you clap at the end of that film? I mean, it's not. It's depressing. It's kind of a, yeah, it's like you get to the end of the Empire and you go, yeah! Is it not a Carbonite and a missing There's just nothing about that movie that's just like, yes! Yeah, yes, this, it's. Everything in this movie. That's part of the problem with that. With that not a problem with that film, but when you do the original, the, the entire original trilogy, is like you know you're headed towards something bad. We talked about I talked about this with Eric about the Rebels, where you're like, <coughs> we know where this is going. Yeah. So this isn't great. I but just anyway. remember like the one like sitting next to me in the theater was a guy who loved Mace Windu, like all the expanded universe <laughs> stuff. Huge Mace Windu fan, and he was like, like the last two weren't very good. Don't have high hopes, but Sam Jackson says he's not dying like a punk in this movie. So <laughs> I am, I'm, that's all I'm here for. It's him and his wife. We were chatting. Lovely man. And then Mace Windu dies. The Just the, like, in his, like, he was on the edge of his seat. And then he just slumps back. <laughs> and it's awful. Like, you just, like, you can see, the, deject- Jackson, you can just see the dejection in his face, like, well, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> and then, you know, like, movies finish, credits roll, I look over, he's gone. And I have no idea at what point he what left. He left. <laughs> um, what about Cap? Do you feel obligated? No, but then again, the trailer, like, was it a, it was a, it was an exciting trailer, and I think it sent the exact message they needed to send, because they told you, like, the story beats that were necessary to sort of get an idea about what the movie was about. But it also, like, looked really good. What about Deadpool? Deadpool is definitely one of those like I could wait. It's a de- like will Deadpool be funny? Probably. I think Deadpool's will, one of the things we have to wait and see what yeah, other people will it be, think of will, seeing will, it. It could. It's also a movie that could just be because it's in an odd spot. Yeah, it's, that it's February like opening release, is weird, which has me which has me a little concerned. But February, yeah. but it's definitely a movie where we're going like. But that's the thing. I think that they're doing that to play it safe because it's not around anything else. Yes. And they know they're going to grab all that money. In that it, well, no, it's Valentine's Day weekend, Well, that's though, the too. thing. It, it, yeah, so it, it might it, die it, because it, of it, that. it depends on what their motivation is. Right. Is it, we think this is really good and we do not want to get it lost and everything else, or we need to put it someplace where there's nothing else because it's terrible. It's also or it's, R. it's because it's Deadpool and he doesn't give a fuck where he's going to be. Right, but I'm that's what I'm saying is... is if they're because th- that movie would totally get lost in the summer, you have a huge yeah, summer. Yeah. You've got these right. two big movies that trailers were talking about. You're still in that fervor of people waiting for more Star Wars or whatever. I don't think summer this movie would have done that well, also because it's rated R. Right. But putting it all the way in February, it's this is our this is our spot. This is our time. Anyone who's going to go see this movie is going to go see this movie anyway. That's here. Right. 
what you're trying to get is that audience that goes, hey, we need a movie to go see. What do we go see? How many people in February are going out to go, hey, we need a movie outside of Valentine's Day weekend, which is great, but that's usually, hey, I want to get laid. So, hey, baby, what well, do you want to see? No, yeah, that's the problem. Where, where's that the weekend? Fifty Shades of Gray? You know, that's, that's yeah. the, for me. Did you what, see the Fifty Shades of Black trailer? <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, okay, I, whatever. It, it, I don't know, but it's also like, like, also like seeing movies like the first day of release for me has also become like. Like, for me, the movie-going experience, like, I, I've always liked really, really quiet environments, because I actually want to yeah. watch a movie. Uh-huh. Like, I'm yeah. paying for it. I want to I want to sit down in a theater with really good sound and really good picture, and I just want to take in a movie. Right. It's so very interesting any, conversations with people that work of... like that. They're like, no, you have to go on it because the, the audience and the, and the fervor no. and the aura. And I'm like, yeah, maybe 30 years ago when people were really respectful of what a theater experience was. was laughing right. at appropriate moments, cheering at appropriate moments, being excited when a, a surprise character comes on. I remember when I went to see the second Pirates movie. And the crowd was into it, and it was fun, and it was cool. In the very end, when Barbosa shows up, everybody went crazy right, right. at the right time. And, and everybody mm-hmm. was really quiet before, you know, that, that scene at the end when they're in the, the shack in the swamp. No one was talking over it. No one everybody was, was oh, sad that Jack was oh, gone. Oh, you know he's not dead. No, he's not dead. Oh, you just, Dude, everyone was just kind of listening to the dialogue and everything. And then when Barbosa comes down the, the stairs, mm-hmm. you know, let's go get my ship or whatever. Like, everybody went crazy. And it was a great one. That's... Not here anymore. No, the few the movies main, that we've gone also, to see it's, it's those opening days for what you're going to get are absolutely stupid. But one of the main reasons is because now everybody is getting the full movie ahead of time. They're getting it in the trailer. Oh no! The reason they're, the reason is the, the reason is people suck ass. Most people watch these movies at home now, and they talk over the whole fucking thing. And when they go to a theater, they don't realize they're in another environment. Well, no, it's also and they their don't attention care. Span. It's the same thing we were talking about last no, night. With it's not an attention span. Even when we're it's not attention something. span. It's they don't care. You, I'm here. I'm with my friends. I could give a flying fuck who they else is in here. I'm talking to my friends. Right. The number of people that I used to tell to shut up who just realized, okay, I'm acting inappropriately, is now the number of people that look at me like, hey, fuck you for saying that I'm not allowed to talk to my friends in the middle of a film. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're wrong for telling me that I'm, a, I'm talking to my friends. And that's, I can't stand it. It's just yeah. unbelievable. We're going Friday night, because we didn't get tickets for Thursday, the true opening day. And I'm already, like, telling the person I'm going with, I'm like, Let's plan on going another day also because we're, we're never going to be able to see what, what we're That's why I'm planning on seeing it. You know, right. Friday another. night, the day school lets out yeah. for winter break. Yeah, that's why we go Friday morning. At least we go different. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's why we went, to, we went to Avengers Friday morning. I took the day, the yeah. morning off, and Mike and I went to see Avengers Friday morning. Yeah. And for some reason, I had Friday off the, when Spectre opened. That was cool. So I was like, oh, we can go see it there. So I don't know. Yeah. So Batman's versus Superman. Um, yeah, it's just I was excited. Well, the, I wanted this movie to be good. It was never going to be good because they decided to let Zack Snyder do it. The thing with the the trailer that's odd is it actually saw a decline in the number of people that saw it versus uh-huh. the trailer beforehand. Um, it, what was it? Uh, Batman versus Superman's first twenty four hours only saw twenty three million views, which is seven million less than the first Dawn of Justice full teaser. Full teaser. Um, that compared to the other one we're going to talk about, which is the Captain America Civil War trailer, which had 60... It's like 61. There's 61 something. million. Now, here's the weird thing is... But I wonder if, like, like, like the, the actual film Dawn of Justice aside, the trailers have been getting just progressively worse. Like, like for as little as I, as I believe I'm going to dislike this movie, 
at least the first trailer was pretty well cut together. Right. They kept uh, everything for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay, there's gonna be a fight. We all know that. You know, the heroes gonna fight before they get together. You got a little bit of a slightly intimidating Lex Luthor. Right. You know, apart from the little bit of silliness that they saved for the very end of him, that apparently is now far larger. But still, it was at least a very well-cut trailer. And I could see it getting a lot of people ramped up because they have Batman and Superman. Right. It made you think twice. It's the first time that Batman and Superman are on the screen together. And then you get to trailer two and you're like, and then trailer three is like, this is not good. And the way it was cut. The the movie, this has represented the movie in a way it's like, this movie just does not look good. Because as much as everybody sort of likes to go, it's like, yeah, you got to wait and see it. People are pretty good about sniffing out which movies are good and which are bad just by the trailers alone. Well, that's, that's what the, the trailer. The trailer, a trailer well, yeah. You're giving away too much in the trailer. Of course, people are going to be like, "Well, well the thing, if, if, if a trailer that is that long is that bad, mm-hmm. eight times out of ten, that movie's going to yeah, be and bad." And it's not like the trailer was and cut I, together poorly. So it's just like, no, these scenes well, were terrible. There was, a, like I, I mean, the way that the introduction, the introduction of Wonder Woman, the way that was weird. cut was really, it was really odd. weird. But still, the scenes the, contained within the trailer, regardless of context, like. That just looks bad and poorly acted. I mean, but that's the they're thing. calling Jesse Eisenberg Jar Jar uh, Jar Jar Luther now <laughs> on the internet, and that that says a lot when you basically it's like, well, I would watch ja- that movie. He's Jar Jar now. Too bad DC. You're so, Superman. So, so, so gonna stop you. Jar Jar has become the staple of the bad character in all movies now. Right. Yes. Apparently, yeah. Because if you gen- get called Jar Jar Binks, then you are the bad character. Yeah. Because the movie. generation who watched Phantom Menace and have grown up to realize it's terrible are now like, well, Jar Jar is the barometer for bad characters. <laughs> Just like how Nuke the Fridge became the barometer for when a movie jumps the shark. Yes. Okay, Ethan, what were you trying to say that we kept picking up? I can off? say I guarantee the only reason that they included um, what Doomsday or whatever, if it's not going to be Doomsaro. 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 Is the, to only introduce Wonder Woman into that trailer. And I felt like that was so you know unnecessary to do that. And it, it just takes sense. away so much of the thing, like what Chris was talking about. It was like when you see, if you saw that on the screen... Like if they just showed um, Michael Shannon in the in the body bag or whatever, and then pulling away, it's like, oh, what are they doing with Zod? What is this that? But then they're like, oh, well, we gotta show this guy uh, Doomsday like blowing up everybody, and then all of a sudden yeah. we're, that's the reveal for Wonder Woman because we need to show Wonder Woman into this trailer. Is but it, they could have done it in a different way. They could have shown her in some other part of the movie. It's like keep this part a secret. Like I was so disappointed knowing what this villain was going to be, you know, like well, who they were planning on being was going to be the villain. Because the problem with this trailer is it answers too many of your questions. One of the, the, the fun that we had when the movie was first announced in the first trailer was we were, and like, oh, Aquaman's in it and Wonder Woman's in it. And we were discussing, like, I think it's Bruce Wayne hires a whole bunch of heroes right. to stop Superman. Or, no, it's, it's you know, Lex Lex manipulates everybody else and, and, and all of this is... And, and now it's, we know exactly what the film is. Mm-hmm. Lex takes Michael Shannon's body and turns him into Doomsaro. And Batman tries to kill, tries to kill Superman yes. because of the destruction of Metropolis because he wants to hold him accountable and for, for what he's doing. I and mean, Superman it's, thinks of Batman as the bad guy. It's, that's the thing is that, that both of them are, are villains to each other for much longer than I think we all thought it was going to be. The reaction to the trailer... The two reactions that I got that I think say a lot is my friend Kenny, who said, the more I see, the less I like. Uh-huh. And then my friend Morgan, who said, the trailer for Sucker Punch 2 is really confusing, <laughs> which I just was brilliant. Like, it just, it, it's, it's not a, it, it, the, the choices are 
The choices are the choices. I really wish Warner Brothers could go back in time and make them. They're fascinating choices because I'm like, this is real. Like, I like, I like because like the the DC movies are, are so schizophrenic, and even though they're not all connected necessarily, but just like tonally. They're, They're all, all from the same the studio, so the, yeah. the, the head, the Green head Lantern person to Dark Knight to yeah. Jonah Hex to the, Man of Steel, like like just the like, I feel like there's a bipolar person going, and this one's gonna be the funny one, and this one's gonna be the super serious. The one. problem I see with this film is the same thing I see with almost every DC film that they've done. I, Taking the Dark Knight aside, but even even to the Dark Knight to a little bit. But when you get to Dark Knight Rises, which is uh, just like just like a movie. That feels like it was made just for the sake of like, well, I have to make another one. But even if you go back to even Batman Begins and Batman, you know, Forever, DC has this tendency, DC slash Warner Brothers, I should say, of throwing too much in at one time. You know, they're not giving when you had when you even going back to like I said, the Dark Knight. You have the Joker, and you have then you have Two Face in there. Yeah, and Two Face is. By the just B story by the end of correct, it. and he's very well handled. He's in, he's got to be in the movie for maybe eight twenty yeah. minutes. Not even. I, I wouldn't even think that. But so you know, I get now that they're they're going. Well, wait a minute. We need to catch up to Marvel. Marvel's already got you know a couple Avengers movies under their belts. They've already had their team ups and everything. I don't by think the, it's necessarily a sense of catch up. It's a sense of we need to make movies and we need to make them quickly. And, well, and not it has to nothing to do with Marvel. But that I don't even think it's because, characters. I think it's again you have people that are connected to this film who seem to think if we take the entire house and we throw it all in a blender and we mix it up and then we throw it on screen, people are going to love it. You have people that have already proven to you that excess is their, their, their downfall. Their, well, not even their downfall. That's their joy. Yes. Zack Snyder, excess is his joy. 300. Oh, yeah. 300 is extremely excessive. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch is extremely excessive. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. Look at all the stuff. Everything's happening and all the stuff's going on. And look well, at the pretty women Watchmen. and the guts and the women. Watchmen. He took a story that is very complex, but is subtle in the middle of it and turned it into a fight sequence. Mm-hmm. That's what they hired. Right. This is who they hired. You go back and now look at Man of Steel and go, that's the subtlest Zack Snyder movie, and it still has three villains in it. Yes. And it's still shot in a way and cut in a way in which it's like, okay, here and then here and then here. I'm just trying to throw stuff at you. I'm trying to do all this stuff with you. The only person they've ever hired who has any sort of, I'm just going to let the story play out the way it is, is Christopher Nolan. Which he's supposed to be the backbone of all this. Which, But he's he, not. No, he, was only, he only did it for Man of Steel. He stopped right. after that. Yeah. He's done. That's, that's the problem. That is the people? Work for what I'm talking about fascinating stuff. in choices is the fascinating choices to me is who Time Warner hires to do their movies. Sure. That's what's fascinating to me is you took your most important thing. You said from the start, once Christopher Nolan's Batman was done, Man of Steel is the tent pole. Yeah, we have to get look Superman at, Look right. at what Marvel did. Marvel went and hired a director who had absolutely no action film experience at all. Mm-hmm. His biggest success was Elf. Yeah. But in trying to find people who did it, their talent scouting, their casting directors, their producers, the people that hired the other people seem to really do their homework where DC, I, it feels like Time Warner opened up Variety. Yeah, and said, "Oh, Sucker Punch made a lot of money. I don't know why, but well, I'm did. just wondering who in DC went and saw Sucker Punch and Watchmen and went, that's the guy from Man of Steel.' But Watchmen, that's he, the Watchmen's one we want. DC, so yeah, who cares? But, but, but that's what I'm saying. Also, a movie that was not beloved. No, it made money. How how in D, who in DC watches that film in Watchmen and says 
this is the guy we need for the most but important thing. But it's not DC. Thing. It's Warner Brothers. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But but what I mean, like, interchange DC and Warner Brothers for me. The people that make those decisions. DC versus Marvel films that when they got to Avengers said, we have to find someone who can really do this. And they made sure that they got Josh Whedon. Mm-hmm. Like with someone who's had success. He's loved by nerds. We someone think he can handle this sort of thing. He can write an ensemble. He can write a successful ensemble, whether it's going to be gangbusters, but he can do it. it it's not going to fail. Right. And it didn't. John Favreau, look at the people that they hired for these things. Uh-huh. They went out and found, we, we're doing Thor. Okay. Who do you want to drive Thor? <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. All right, right, let's call him. What? I mean, that's so many choices in there. James like, Gunn was a great choice. The Russo brothers. I mean, not, not even just that, but also with people like, who do we want playing the head of the Nova Corps? <laughs> Glenn Close. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Glenn, you want to do, yeah. Yeah, you want to do a Marvel movie? Sure. That's the sort of thing that you're feeling with them is, mm-hmm. They're Robert willing Redford. to make bold choices. That was the next one I was going to say. Robert Redford. Having the Russo brothers. Russo brothers did a comedy about two guys who were connected to each other. Yeah. And they're like, like I've <laughs> got an idea. Do our action picture. Hey, Robert, I you want to really, be a love, villain? I'd love to see what Warner Brothers' out-of-the-box choices would have been to do Man of Steel. Do you think it would be different if Warner Brothers allowed DC to act independently? No. Without putting in the one, they never do it because it's just they're they're so connected. Right. They're so much more connected because right. they they never they've never existed as separate entities for so long. Correct. Warner Brothers right. has owned DC for the longest time, and let's face it, DC has a lot of media in the past. They've mm-hmm. done a ton of Batman movies before this. They've have a lot of TV they shows. Have they have successful a lot of TV shows, animated series, and stuff like that. Well, look who runs the TV series. That's true. They went and found really good people to run yeah, TV series. They did series. Bruce Tim for longest time. Yeah, mm-hmm. find and someone like know, Bruce Tim, and they're just like, here you go. Taken over mm-hmm. for all the animated series. I said this last night also, and one of the things that that really worries me about this is that when we finally get to a Justice League movie, seeing all these heroes on the screen together is not going to matter. It's not impressive anymore because we've already done three of them fighting Doomsday. Uh huh. To me, uh, as Chris, when, when Chris, when we, when we first started talking about this years, you know, a couple years ago now. Well, that's the other. Let's, I'm going to interrupt you with this problem. We've waited too long for this movie to be this bad. Yes. Because if they're going to make this movie, if they're going to push the movie back an entire year, and they announced it a year and a half before that. Uh-huh. I mean, I saw my Facebook page like four years ago or whatever the hell it was when they finally, when they first announced Batman, Affleck playing Batman, like three years ago. And I'm like, Holy crap! Yeah, that was three years ago well, that we all did. lost our minds. They but to wait this Comic-Con long, yeah, to wait ago. this long, and have it be so bad—it's almost a sense of you gave them way too much rope. You just kept giving them rope, yeah. and more time. And, well, let's just keep tinkering this. What I said with Man of Steel—it felt like Man of Steel got to the end, and they're like, "Hey, we still have twenty million dollars in the budget. Let's do Krypton. Yeah. Let's just do the whole sequencing. Let's do the first forty minutes on Krypton. Just him running around on the on Krypton. Let's just go for Make it. it. Let's just like go for it. Avatar. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so but yeah, Shona, no. who is not here, but uh, has a statement to make on the movie. <laughs> she was livid on Friday. She was, yeah, she's not. Oh, very she, had, happy. she had one of my favorite ones too. Yeah, so she has her said, first reaction was DC, you're drunk. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so here we go. Shauna quote: uh, It should be said that I hated Dawn of Justice before watching the shitstorm of a trailer. Wonder Woman's casting and costume, as well as the let's make everything Dark Knight, because that's all everybody ever to exist will ever like about our movies attitude turned me the way the fuck off a long ass time ago judging by this trailer we are in for another dc no fun allowed film because no superhero film that ever had fun was popular sarcasm 
everything looks dull. I hate this version of Lex Luthor already. Wonder Woman should have had her own movie by now. Doomsday looks like a computer-generated shit and should have been reserved for another <laughs> Superman flick. And why, oh, why did they condense the whole goddamn movie into this trailer and leave almost nothing to the imagination? God damn it. <laughs> Batfleck sexy stubble is the one glimmer of hope in this movie, <laughs> but it's just not enough. It's just not goddamn enough. I, I want that because I want to put that as a review on the website. Fine, I will I send it to you. Well, let's um, also let, that, again let's stop one other she thing. She was very upset about it because she's like again she she loves characters like Wonder Woman. Uh huh. And yes, why hasn't Wonder Woman gotten? I mean, th- just the ridiculous of the TV show they tried a couple years ago. Just the the absurdity. Of that show just basically being Allie McBeal with Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, and even the, the, the Wonder Woman movie that they basically like, you want to hear the pitch for Wonder Woman? It included a talking tiger <laughs> as part of it. And just like... Talking tiger. Really? 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 Well, I love the fact that the one thing that everybody freaked out about a few years ago is, 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 is Ben Affleck playing Batman. And two, the idea that he they would dare allow him to direct Justice League. Right. I would have loved to seen what Ben Affleck as a director and producer would have done with For this, this film. Yes. Especially because like, look, I'm, yeah, I do remember when everyone was like, it's like, guys, have you not seen The Town and Argo? They're great. And he, Town, like, Argo. I freaked out. I, what I said about Ben Affleck was that if he is directing the film and writing it, he is an amazing actor because it doesn't have to focus mainly on him. When he when he is the focal point of the project, that's where you see some of his fail, faults. Did you see the town? Yes. Yeah, I love the town. You, okay, you realize he's the focal point of that. He's the star of the movie. But yeah. yeah, but you still have Jeremy Renner and everybody but else. He's, and he's, the same he's, with Argo. He's the focal point he's of the main that character film. in Argo Look, as well. I loved I loved both of those movies, and I'm and I admit it, I am wrong. The best thing it's, that it's I saw time in this to trailer, admit the fact that Ben Affleck is brilliant. He's got yes. He he has grown he is, into being he is a good a actor. Bri- he is a brilliant movie. Not even just an actor. He is a brilliant movie maker. Yes, he is a brilliant movie maker. I, he is uh, he is a good writer. He's a good uh, well, we assembler. Always, we always of, knew he was a good writer, but he's, he's, he's good at assembling like talent. He's good at directing, and he's good at acting, mm-hmm. and he does all of that to a level enough to transcend being just hey, this is a good movie to being some. The town is a heist film I've seen five times. Yeah. It's just a heist film. Right. I haven't seen Ocean's Eleven five times. I just love that movie. There's something about it. Look, I admit it. I, I, I admit yeah, it. I was wrong. You have to look at something like Daredevil. It's like, he's not he's not yeah, the was, problem with the like movie a, Daredevil. I know. And that, everyone's like, oh, Daredevil was terrible. It's like, it's like yeah, Daredevil I'll tell you, was I would terrible. Take, I would take a, a Batman Daredevil, or a Batman, uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil now. I would love to see him direct and act in a Daredevil film right now. I'd like now. to see him give it a shot. Because I mean, he, he knows be awesome. the mistakes that were made with that first yeah. movie. Yeah. No, and but, it's but just... still, it's like, even then, it's like, he was not the problem with that movie. No. No, and I, you know what? And to be honest, I've seen Daredevil probably about five or six times. I mean, okay, that's not saying much. That's I know about that's four not or five right. times too much. <laughs> you that's went not... to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, I didn't go to see it. I, oh, I, that's I right, saw yeah. it here. You, you bought it. Uh, no, I didn't buy it. God, it's on like Netflix and Hulu. It's everywhere. They're trying to they're trying to get their money back yeah. on that movie. Um, no, but uh, Ben Affleck was the shining point. He was he looked because he's the looked only like good Bruce actor Wayne. in that movie. Just he Asper looks just he, he's a good apart. Bruce Wayne. And like I said, when people were freaking out, like he's too old, he's too old. I said it just depends on how they write the character, right. and they wrote the character as if Batman had stopped being Batman for five or six years, and he's an older Batman, and I love it. I thought it the only great. thing that I've noticed out of this trailer that I don't like about Ben Affleck's Batman 
is he's really trying to do like the Batman voice out of it. See, I don't he's think he really is. Trying to get I don't think he's doing that at all. I think, so. I, I, I think I, he's really I was, trying I, to push. I, it. I didn't care for it, but it was still better than Christian Bale's. I still don't know why they just don't get somebody to I, dub over Batman. That's the thing. Movies. I like. Like Christian Bale's more than I like the Ben Affleck. Part. I got the Christian Bale part, and I'm perfectly fine with his his Batman voice. I thought Ben Affleck's voice was better. He, the inflection is a little different, and it found it seems like he's kind of more mechanical. He tries to. It almost seems like instead of just changing the voice, he seems to remove some of the emotion well, out of it. I mean, he's playing it. I caught that. That that was it to me. Like I liked his voice. What Batman. I ended up thinking about is what he's doing is maybe he's got some sort of voice changer in the suit. Well, that's what the that's that's what Christopher Nolan's Batman is. I mean, that's what the bottom of the carpus is. It's is a it? voice changer. Yeah, that's the whole point. Oh, if I didn't. Well, Mikey, you had some changer. you had some points about you didn't like the. Uh, Anything? Was that you that didn't like the didn't uh, like the exosuit or the something or other with uh, Batman? Oh, the yeah, big... I didn't, the I didn't like the exosuit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it about Batman. That's I mean, it. it's fine. I didn't no, like I Wonder the Woman. Suit. The suit was nice. I, I thought it was wrong. No, the site, the suit, this, 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 that stuff was fine. Let's skip this. Let's, let's go to the Captain America Civil War show. Well, the one thing I wanted to say, though, is... when we already at 40 minutes. Right. We, when we first started talking about this, Chris had made the comment that... They should have started with a Justice League movie and then branch out to the individual yeah, movies. You could have done I, well, I don't know if should. I think, it, especially in hindsight being 2020, it would be a much better um, a better choice. But my fear was, we talked about this when we first started talking about the fact that we were going to get a Justice League uh -huh. movie sooner rather than later. My fear was that a Justice League movie was going to be five 20-minute origins and then a 40-minute fight sequence, and that was going to be the end of it. Right. Because executives don't trust audiences to understand that 99% of this world knows who the hell Batman is. Yeah. At least people that are going to go to the movies. Yes, yeah, small kids in Sudan probably don't know who Batman is, but they're also not going down to the Googleplex to go see, oh, look, Batman. Um, they're just getting T-shirts from these movies that yeah. fail, and they're going, Whoa. No, they're just getting, like, I didn't know the Bills won so many Super Bowls. Um, if they had just done the movie, if they had done a Justice League movie, screw all the origins, because you mm -hmm. don't need them. The, the, the important thing is how those characters interact you with each other as they, as they exist on their own. The easy thing is to do what Morrison did, which is he used the Wally West and the Kyle Rayner, uh, Green uh, Flash and Green Lantern, respectively, as the entry points for the reader into this pantheon of gods right. of his seven-member Justice League team of these guys who had these wide eyes going, how does this work? What is This is crazy. This is nuts. Yeah. Look, that's Superman. That's Batman. That's Wonder Woman. That's Aquaman. And I always thought he was a jerk, and now I know why, because he rules three-quarters of the planet. This is Martian Manhunter. He's, he's reading my mind. This is not... That he did this great. That's how the audience got into it, right? And the characterization was in with the in in the in, within the, the the plot of the stories. The Batman that you're reading now, a lot of that had to do with um, had to do with Morrison, the way Morrison wrote Batman in JLA. Yes, the the, the I, I can figure everything out. I'm the most powerful member of the JLA, sort of thing. I mean, there was so much that, that could have been there, and it could have been just a great movie of Darkseid coming to Earth, and he's going to blow it up, and these guys stop it. And then you do whatever films you're going to do, and you can knock your origins into it. What does Batman do when the Justice League isn't there? What does Wonder Woman do when she's on her island? What does Superman do when he's in the Fortress of Solitude? That could have been the way to go. And instead, they were like, well, we're not going to do one Superman movie, which underperforms like crazy. We throw out the idea of Superman 2 and say, well, we got to get Batman in there now instead of saving Batman. Do you think they should have? Do you think that Batman versus Superman should have been closer to The Dark Knight Returns and just left it at that story? No, no. I, I, it just it's, 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 that, even that feels like that. Even that feels too soon because 
like again, ba- like the idea of like sure, Superman has killed millions of people and he wrecked an entire city, but still, like I, I the buy into Batman being wary of him and Lex Luthor being wary of him are are good enough. Like okay, that's right. an easy buy. But then that's what I thought the story was at the yeah, first. Was yeah. Lex, Lex uses Bruce Wayne's skeptical skepticism of Clark and or, or Superman and his power to try and kill him. He right. convinces he convinces Bruce it's dangerous, and this is what makes Lex a great villain. Is he has the ability to convince people this guy can crack our planet in half. Right. Go to Marvel. This is the, the, the interesting thread we talked about, what, last week or the week before. The thread in phrase two is this idea of Nick Fury going, dude, yeah. there's a god on my planet with a hammer. There's a dude with a suit that can stop an army alone. What am I supposed to do? Right. That's sort of here. If, if Lex is presented as that kind of person that says, no one should hold this much power, <laughs> except me, I have to find a way to stop him. And then it, it, it the whole Bizarro thing that they've had now is, I created Bizarro because I'm willing to do whatever it takes to stop Superman, and then I'll figure out what to do after. Right. It's it's you know we use the snakes to er- exterminate all the rodents. Well, now you're overrun with snakes. That's okay. Well, we'll get birds to eat all the snakes. Yeah. Now you're overrun with birds. Like, yeah. well, we'll just keep going until we, go we figure the, something out. The gorillas. And then yeah. Then we got the gorillas. Yeah. But but that's the thing though is like but then like the way they presented the movie is that like the world seems to love this guy. And that's when they sort of lose me. It's like, there's really no reason that anyone should be erecting statues to Superman. After Especially what he, after at the end of after, Superman. After that's after that's the did, problem. Is, you know, is they don't... Should, nobody should be kneeling before him as a savior after what he did to Metropolis. Right. It's one of those things like, it's like, it's like there's no dichotomy here. Lex is clearly in the right. And that's the thing about Lex Luthor's character is that, like... Lex well, Luthor really, Lex's Lex's motivation is Bruce's, right? And that's the thing is, yes. Lex has like Lex is a character though, especially when you look at like uh, uh, Lex Luthor, Man of Steel by Brian Azzarello. It's like he has very justifiable fears, but he's wrong, and that's the takeaway. Is like is like he's Super- wrong because Superman, Superman is, is is just so like perfect, so inherently good and good natured because of things like his upbringing. But you don't see that in this man. Of That's no, the problem. It's the problem with Man of Steel. It's the problem with the first he's film. He's a character who let his dad die for a ridiculous notion of preserving secret. A guy who they've already shown can basically run super fast and have just dragged his dad to the other end of town. Right. And like, it's like but say, no, I'll pick you up later. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'll go get you later. It's like, you can just like, oh, the tornado. Like, I didn't get sucked in. I just got winged off into a tree somewhere, yeah. and, and they found me later. Whatever. Or really, like, damn the consequences, excuse. you know. Yeah. I mean, because he's already saved the the, 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 the... Yeah, yeah. If if Man of <laughs> Steel was a movie that was directed by someone who had hope of life, it would have been fantastic. I've always said, the is, thing is, with is, Clark, is, the, the, is the, that, the, you can't... Zack Snyder, Snakey, yeah. is all in Man of Steel. It's like, no, everything is death and Everything is terrible, and, and no, even if you had someone who was as good as Superman, he'd still make all these mistakes. One of the things with Super, I've always said with writing Superman is Clark always has to make the right choice. Yes. And he always has to be perfect. And that's what makes him so wonderful. Right. And he has the to make reason, the, right the only reason the that choice. Lex is wrong in the comic books is because we as a reader know who Clark is. And we know that Clark is not going to just wake up one morning and go, you know what? Lois, Lois I got in a fight with Lois this morning. There's yeah. the planet's done. I've just destroyed the entire planet. He's never going to do that. Lois, me. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 the thing. The, the one of my favorite Lex stories is when he's president, and yeah. this is back in 2000, mm-hmm. and the it's world at wars. Yeah, way pre-New mm-hmm. 52. In the world at wars, when Darkseid is bringing the war planet to destroy the Earth, 
and Lex has to tell Clark, "You're the only one who can stop this," and and I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm I'm wrong. You you have to. Be, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you have the power to stop this. Please go stop this, and then afterwards, I'm going to try and kill you. But do you, you know. think this movie would be more interesting if it was Superman two, and you have the introduction of Bruce Wayne, but not Batman? The only way to make this movie more interesting is if the people that made it weren't the people that made it. Yeah. I agree with this. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And now you've put yourself in a hole where you've handed... Time Warner has handed the keys to their entire kingdom to Zack Snyder. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because the first film sets up the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. all... It, and that's the thing is Zack Snyder has you know, even made statements very clear like, you know, what if it was real? You know, I want to show the destruction that these people, essentially gods, would have on the planet. It's like... It's not. Then it's no longer escapism. Now mm-hmm. it's just. It's just interesting that DC's films seem to do what Marvel did in the '60s, which is make make superheroes more realistic. Right, and even then, but even with Mar- you know, Marvel in the '60s, you know, having more down to earth, more realistic characters, they were still not powered enough to right. completely wreck a city. Superman has always been able to wreck a city, but you know, they've always they've always took the care to show like if he flies through a building and it starts to fall, he stops his fight. Mm-hmm. Because those people are important. And right. in Man of Steel, it's just him flying through skyscrapers with people still inside. Or yeah. him dodging a, a gasoline truck with yeah, people no, behind no him. Yeah, no attempt to remove the cool. flight. Yeah, right. No, no attempt cool to remove the fight to... from, from the, the thing. Right. You know, well, it was, it was let's go movie. for the cool he, shot instead he, he of... He punches Zod up into space, and instead of continuing the fight to space, he flies yeah. up super fast and then punches him punches back him down. Punches him back down, yeah. Instead of just taking him into... in the desert. Let's go take this fight, you know... To the moon! Yeah, let's go Superman take Superman 4! Like, oh, you guys stay he here fights and nuke on the moon. all the super-powered Kryptonians who you can't kill with your guns while I go to the Indian Ocean to deal with the machine. No, how about the military that goes the... blows up the machine <laughs> while I go fight all the Kryptonians in the city? But the other problem is they, they pointed out you don't need to stop the machine first. If you right. had stopped the, the Kryptonian ship, they the machine is worthless. Right. Or, it just doesn't – like, it's not written well at all. Halfway through the film when he finds out that he could – put them all in the phantom zone, you know, right before they get to Earth and then chooses not to do it. It's like, oh, the phantom zone admitted. It's like, oh, you could have stopped this fight even before it started, but you chose oh, yeah. not to. Look, here's the thing. Marvel, when, when they first started the whole thing out, they said, you know what? We're going to do Iron Man. And we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We're not going to take Captain America, our one of our A, you know, characters, and put that in as our first film. We need to start so with something. They started with Iron Man. Why? Because if we fuck it up, it's not the end of the exactly. world. Exactly. It was Iron at the time. It was like it was Iron Man, a yeah. B level hero. Like I have a huge love for pre New Fifty Two DC comic, and it's like, and for me, it, it, it's heart rending to see like I don't want kids to think of Superman as this dreary sad sack who just right. flies through buildings. And but see, and that's that's almost to the point where I was going to make is with Iron Man. Iron Man was a B character. Most people nowadays. Yeah, don't realize the only that. The version of Iron Man they got is it, who they understand is the Tony Stark I, from the movie Iron Man, who is a fun-loving guy. You know, they could have gone, you know, like, I do wish they would have done things like, you know, like tackle his alcoholism, which they kind of did. There was a hint of there it. There was a hint of it in Iron Man 2, but they've also said... He's not an alcoholic. He just drinks a lot. But, well, no, but they, but they also said, like, Hancock beat us to it, and yeah. there was nothing we could do. Right. And it's like, okay... Look, when I you're understand. afraid of Hancock, you're in trouble. Yeah. But, but even the point of... That character, who we all know as a B character, is now is an now A character. An A-lister. Yeah, because of what was done with the, the film. Movie. And, but then you have Superman, who's like, like this. This is a dreary film. It's a. It's a jo- like like 
plot holes that are it's just a joyless movie it is a yes. movie, like say what you will about the cheesiness of the 70s movie it is a movie that is in in its end is like just very good natured and mm-hmm. i'm not going to use the word innocent because it's corny it's just it's a good natured film right about a guy who just wants to help people right you know right. Who, who you know strikes tragedy like it's superman and you know, like when you get I, to the end of Man of Steel, you don't feel like the good guys win. No, you exactly don't, because they didn't win. You exactly. look at you look at a completely like you know World War Two bombed out city, and there's these, and the fact that the military is watching him and yeah, they don't and trust you know, like, him. And, 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 and that's the thing is they try to make it like it's like oh Superman's being tough here. He he dragged their satellite from space. Yeah, you show that government. But it's like no, that is every reason to be. He has totally every scared. reason to have to be tracked. Right, there is no like there's no sticking it to the man here. Superman is literally the man and he has wrecked your city why people decided to move back afterwards i have no idea it's, Marvel, it's marvel's new york like why do you live in why new york li- yeah, exactly why do you it's live been here? invaded by the scrolls five times like just stop move out of new york already but when you look at when you when you take down cap three and you put it with batman versus superman which they're both essentially you know in, in single films they're not they're not major team-up films Right. They both have a lot of characters in them. Yes. When you look at their trailers, you don't get the feeling of complete kinetic chaos like you have in the in, in Because you've been Dark introduced Knight. to almost all or of in, those right. characters. You, you know the characters, Batman versus Superman. But the, but the Civil War trailer, like, uh, there, there were some people who, like, they didn't, like, my friend Travis. He was kind of like, eh, it didn't do much for me, but I kind of get what they're going for, which is fair enough. But the trailer was at least very well edited. They told you exactly what the story is without giving too much away. Because, I mean, it's Civil War. We know the heroes are going to fight each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that that's sort of the, like, there's, there's not much hiding it. Especially because it's its one of the biggest stories of the last decade in yeah. comics. That and you still don't know mother. completely the, the reasoning. Right. What's the reasoning? What the stakes you know, Is it a registration act? Is yeah. it a, you know, government control? Like, yes. we, when we first started talking about it, when we didn't think Spider-Man was, was going to be available... We said that the idea was going to be who runs the Avengers. You know, right. Tony wants to turn control over the Avengers to the United Nations, and Cap's like, no, we have to be an independent right. entity and it's to be able to act like wherever that. we are. Yeah, and that's that's a big part and, of it. And you know, we're getting a good ensemble cast. We're getting introduced to Black Panther. You know, and that, that's the thing is at least at least with the Russo brothers and they they're, they're at least with the uh, Winter Soldier movie is that they're very calculating. Yes, Winter Soldier is a movie that. Like, you know, you know, a lot of people go like, well, the ending was kind of weak, but it's, you know, it's a generic, you know, like, you know, ticking clock ending. It's whatever, yeah. but it was still a solid ending right. and a solid movie throughout. And it's very, it's like, it's very targeted. Every scene is, does not overstay its welcome. There's at no, at no point during Winter Soldier mm-hmm. did I go, ah, this movie's still going on. Why are they still fighting or, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No. The slow scenes are wonderfully slow. Yeah. The fast scenes are wonderfully yeah, fast. And the, the, the action is amazing. are really well paced. There's no slow motion shots. Yeah. Yeah, like the pacing of it was great. Yeah, it was yeah, great. It was really well paced. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like for me, like the biggest surprise of the movie is like they they managed to hold back Arnim Zola as a robot and doing like as close to the comic book version as you could possibly do uh-huh. without throwing with the no- yeah the nods in there, there without making it look too stupid. And yeah, the the ba- I just remember why I remember when, yeah, when they go into the base, like it's like how the computer and they marketed like it really well too because you realize when when you go back and watch the trailer, you see part of the fight in the in the the elevator. Right. Yes. But you don't see that it's Crossbones. Right. So mm-hmm. when you first see that character, and some, someone like me that didn't know who that character was, you know, didn't realize what Crossbones' real name was, or didn't put the two and two together, 
it just it was just like, oh, it's just, it's just his squad leader. It's well, no even, big deal. even putting his yeah. name in there, they they did a good job of keeping that ambiguous. Yeah. You really unless you unless you kind of started putting the pieces together you, until the very end after Falcon and he have the fight right. and he get you know you see the very end where you see the cross section on his yeah. on his clothes. But even the yeah. thing with it, like. Because it, having it marketed the way that it was and not giving away too much, once he gets in the elevator, now you already know the story that S.H.I.E.L.D. is trying to stop him or right. wants to arrest him, and you're like, oh, there's some bad, bad, bad shit's about to go down. Yeah, that, that was, <laughs> that that was the great scene, the way that was cut. And everything that yeah. slows, it, it's got a lot of emotion in it, and, mm-hmm. I mean, also for me, you finally get Cap. Right. Yeah. You, get, you get the Cap that you've wanted that really... They've basically said, in the time between Avengers and now, you haven't seen what he's been doing, but he's established himself as that Captain America that, that you that you love and, and Yeah, he doesn't understand the modern world enough still mm-hmm. and he's like, Yeah, but he's not he's not the he's not him. the Whedon cap, he's no the not the Joe Johnston cap of the G G Williker sort uh-huh. of thing. It's the cap that looks at Nick Fury, who's ostensibly his boss, and says, "No, right? We do we take it all down." Look, they used we're the gonna, Commander Rogers uh, he's, he's costume, finally, right? He's finally, he's finally cleared his head of the fog from the cryo freeze yeah. enough to go like, "We did horrible things during World War II, even though you know we knew we were fighting on the side of right." You know, there's still things that we had to you know live with collectively, you know, with a little bit of shame. Yeah, and. The introduction is, of Sam is, was this, great. This is that with the giant hella characters yeah. that can snipe a guy out of the sky. Uh-huh. And, and yes, uh, Sam Wilson was handled perfectly. They didn't go through this crazy long, like, we need to focus on the origin. How do we origin no, Sam Wilson? He's just a special forces and, and trooper could, that has a cool jump yeah, pack. And you could yeah, see yeah, how, exactly. how they could have a connection, become very good friends very in a very short time because they have very similar past. They both, you know, they're, they're both uh, uh, veterans of war yeah, that, you yeah. know, yeah. That, you know, they have this connection. But they've the lost PFTD. people. Well, as soon as he says that, he, that when Sam says he, he watched his friend fall. Yeah. It's Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he says it, it, it immediately the first time I saw it, I'm like, but we're not talking about how wonderful Winter Soldier is. But um, then we get, but, 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 but it does. It leads into Captain America 3. Right. Winter, yeah, where like, you get, you get all of those connections. Yeah. Well, with, this is the, like the first Captain America where, you know, you feel like he's actually on his own at this point. You know, like in the first movie, he was working for the U.S. government. Second movie, he was still kind of working with S.H.I.E.L.D. until towards the end. And then so this is like the first Captain, like true Captain yeah. America on his own type movie. So right. Look, and the, it seems like my, my, my biggest my biggest gripe for like Phase 2 was like there, there was not a lot leading to, you know, the, the Age of Ultron as a film, as a, as a theme. Right. You know, yeah. Ultron just sort of shows up. You know, and you have you have you know you have like kernels of the theme, but then there's also other like, oh, we're, is the Infinity Stones really going to be what it's about? Is it going to be? Is it going to be security? But at least with Civil War, like, okay, I kind of wish Civil War was that Avengers too. Well, to me, that's what Phase Two feels like it was building to yes, was it to felt Cap like it was Three. Building, yeah, exactly. And they needed like, to get the new Avengers in there and Cap's idea yeah. of running an Avengers right. team. Right, and, and, stuff and like it's that. like you know, must, you know, this, despite the decisions, like Civil War just looks great, and I'm really happy the Russo brothers are taking over. Look, when you even look at the dialogue that was in the trailer versus the dialogue that was in Batman versus Superman. There's way more heart and way more pulling you into it. Even though the line everybody loves makes absolutely no sense. Which line? The so was I. For the movie universe, it does. Well, because no, yeah, it doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. When have you seen? When have you seen Steve and Tony actually be friends? Right. They've been friendly. They're friendly mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. They've been friends. in. They've been in two fr- They've been in two films. Yes. And they've been at odds in both films. 
for yes. almost the bulk of the entire film. They've had yes, they've had well, their, their well, screenings, but, but they've that's been. That's also the big sort of problem with like you know like Avengers, like Avengers two, like the like Joss Whedon's movies. Like people love them. I, I've got my problems mostly because like he tends to want jokes over substance a lot of the time. Right. But my big thing is like especially like the you know as like as weak as the opening for Avengers two was. At least they sort of have established like okay, time has passed. There's yeah, no and they've been a team for a while, right. and, and they've and done a couple they, of things. Like, again, it, and it's it's Joss Whedon sort of like, I'd rather make a joke than build substance. Like It's like you get that one throw, it's like, oh, language. You know, he corrected yeah. me for language. So Here's, I feel like they're chummy now. This, is, this is the thing, because I've had... See, I've, I, hold on, hold on. Because let me go through this whole thing, because I got lambasted for this to work, but this is what I said. Saying, Here's the problem, is when you have it in the book, when you have it in the comic, you have 30-odd years of stories in which Steve and Tony have run the Avengers Correct. together. And they've been at odds in some places, but for the most part... They're with each other. You have two films in which they have a lot of interactions. In the first film, when they're in the conference room, Tony is basically telling Steve he's a dumb fuck. Mm-hmm. Through the fight, basically, eh, whatever. It's just Steve, hey, I need you to help me because i got to get this stupid turbine working. Then it's, you know, them at odds again with each other. We're not soldiers. They're at odds that entire film. Right. That entire film until the very end. In Avengers 2... You start with they're kind of together, but immediately they're we realize we realize yeah. Tony's on a different side than Steve. Steve is the one yelling at him for building the AI, for building Ultron. They're not friends in that film. They're against each other at the farmhouse. They're not friends. Now, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. There was an easy way to establish this even greater, and that was using some mention of Stark in Cap 2. And especially the mention of Steve in Iron Man 3 that we talked about all the way back when we did the right. review of the point in which Brody feels Brody sees Tony Gret out of Killian's uh, compound and he starts beating people up and he's like, Where the hell did where, where did that come from? Even though he shoots the light. Well, yeah. someone just someone was someone at work was like, Well, you saw him doing MMA in the second movie. I was like, MMA as 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 like a recreational thing is different than learning how to fight. Right. Learning how to fight. All he had to say was, "I've been, I've been, I've been hanging out with Rogers. I've remind been training with Rogers. Steve, remind me yeah. to thank Steve. Yeah. It, if you had that, I would have bought it more. The problem is, as soon as I saw that trailer, that was the one thing. As soon as he said it, so were so was I. And I'm like, no, you weren't. You've never been friends with him, especially not the way that he was obviously friends with Bucky before Bucky dies, quote unquote. So I just don't. The maybe line is a great maybe line. Maybe it's not in the movie, and they just threw it in the trailer. That's that's yeah. well, I'm sure it's in the movie as well, but it's still. It, it's the it, to me. It's more of like funny. It's a good line, and it, it's got power and everything. But as everybody's going crazy for this line, I'm like, you guys, realize that story wise, from what they've been able to show you, and they're hampered by the idea that they only have six hours of screen time together. Right. That's it. It doesn't. It doesn't work because but, it's not true. But on the other side of this, that is, they would take a bullet for each other. Doesn't mean they're friends. But then you also have to think so about if they you know, cha- the whole situation like in the second Avengers movie when they're all hanging out having a party together. You think if they weren't friends, they wouldn't be like hanging out with each other? I they're, mean, they're going, it, but it's now a you're big feeling party. It shows that kind of friendship between the two of them. You're yeah, filling in the gaps of the imaginary scenes. Friends fight with each other all the time. Friends always fight with each other, but they're and always... Also, it, there's also, a lot of people at that party, though. to invite Falcon, too. Yeah. So. A lot of people hang out 
I'm not saying that they're not. What I'm saying is to have that line be the one thing that everybody took away and like, oh my God, it's so powerful. It's so crazy. I can't believe, I mean, we've been going through their friendship for so long and it's over. I'm like, it it was over at the farmhouse. Well, do you think, do you think it would have been better if they would have like, well, I would have taken a bullet for him or I would have, you know. Well, I also feel like it's 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 also a trailer too. It could be a line. There could be something. It could be a line from another part of the movie that's completely not tied to that other piece of dialogue. It's good. It's good in the trailer, but it's more of, you know, I'm not sitting there going, oh, it's so stupid or whatever. I just, it was funny to me to see how many people reacted to it in such a emotional, positive way. And me, being an asshole, was like, no, it isn't. It doesn't, it doesn't work in the context of the story they presented to but you. But there's also the chance that something earlier on, they are buddy-buddy, and then there is a catalyst that causes Yeah, they're just that. hanging out with Peter. For me, the best scene is that it's just like, oh, look at Iron Man just letting letting them punch him. It's like, well, you're in the Iron Man armor. You, the, but even you the guys team. really think that you're going you're gonna to crack Shellhead? Come on, guys. The team-up moves that yeah, they were no, showing. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's like, oh, Iron Man is being very generous. Well, that whole, I mean, that whole... Well, I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if they power him, they depower him in a way before that. Yeah, that. it's entirely That's that's, that's the thing. Is, well, yeah. they show they do show um, they show Winter Soldier grab Arn, uh, Iron Man's chest right. plate too, like, oh, yeah. which I'm disappointed in because I see Bucky now something that I just did not want to know, hmm. and I don't know if I want if I should say it because I'm it's a spoiler. spoiler. Don't oh, no, say no, it no. if it's a spoiler. No, no, I'll mention it to you guys later. If you I want, want your cock. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it's... no, that was that was Rich's mouthing to. The... <laughs> Oh my god! Bucky. I mean, no, like, save Bucky! <laughs> save that hair! Oh my god! That close-up of him trying to rip out the arc reactor. Uh, Bucky is mouthing something, and it's like just a mu- musical overture. So they cut it out, obviously, uh, for that sake. But if you look and you can t- kind of tell what he says, and it's just like, really? Why would okay, you I want the, the I biggest hold disappointment on, hold on, hold on. people had with this trailer though was there was no Spider-Man. Which is a good thing. That save, good. And save, that's save Spidey. Good Please save Spidey. Look what Please. they did to Doomsday. <laughs> Dear, dear Marvel, please save Spidey. I if they show, if they show the actor who plays Peter, whoever that, if we don't, yeah, I, I don't think we know like, who it is. We do if know they show, is, okay. Yeah. So if they show Peter in the second trailer, I'm it's fine. Toby, something. Please, oh, Toby oh, McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Toby. Please, it's please like save the suit for the movie. Yes, yeah. save him in the suit for. The I movie. want him to do what Star Wars is doing with Luke Skywalker. Keep him out of everything. He let won't be everybody. In the movie at all. Let everybody He'll go. He'll be in the Miles suit. Black and red. And I'm so. wondering if he will be, to be completely honest. Uh, I think they might do the black suit. No, the suit already leaked on the internet a couple months ago. Yeah, they already, they already leaked it. I think it's, it changed. The, it's the red and blue. Yeah. Okay, but here's... here's hold on, yeah. hold on. It, it looks like the, the one that's at Disneyland. Disneyland. This, is, this is what I want to talk about. The trailer's amazing. We can't wait for the movie. Black Panther looks fucking awesome. We love it. Captain America Civil War debuted online to a record-shattering to 61 million global views in its first 24 hours. How is that a record-shattering? Because didn't Star Wars get 100? Yes. That's what I don't understand. People were like, "Oh, it's a record! It's a record!" Like, no. That can't be a record it's, it's unless a record they're saying Marvel, like it's. Yeah, no, because they, 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 they were in the, the article is actually comparing it to uh, Batman Wars? versus Superman. Oh, talking about how Batman versus Superman didn't break the record that that Civil War did I, the week before. I, 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 I can, yeah, I can imagine that the the preface that they're leaving out. It's like it's like the you know, when you see movie reviews on posters and there's always dot dot dot. Right. Yeah. Well, this this is this is the article from Cosmic Book News. Marvel has let it be known that the recent Captain America Civil War trailer has shattered the world record for most views in a 24-hour time period, which was previously held by the Avengers Age of Ultron. While the info doesn't specifically state the sources of viewings, we are guessing not only YouTube, but also Facebook and various other social media sites and video players. Marvel also confirms Captain America Civil War trailer will be attached to Star Wars Force Awakens, but nobody cares about that movie anymore, right? (laughs) Um... 
Yeah, but no, it, I, it's I, just I thought it was weird. A lot I was of like, info mm. in terms of what they. Yeah, that just seems very good. Is it a record for a comic book movie? Yeah, what's the yeah. preface? That's yeah, my guess. It's the record for a comic book movie or something that's attached to a comic book. Either that or like a Marvel movie. Or Force Awakens is just that was like. I thought it was millions. like 124 million. Yeah, it was something like 24 hours. It was at least 100 million. It was mm. insane. Yeah, no, Hell, there was the 100 million that were at the convention when it. Yeah, that's true. That guy. So. Yeah, there's no that move, that move that Falcon makes against the two off. soldiers, though. Oh, the wing and the flip, and the, oh, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So Marvel.com is even showing that Marvel that it set the record. Mm-hmm. It's probably for some preference of being a comic book movie or something like to that. Effect. It's kind of like when they say it's like the number one movie in America, and the bottom it says in comedy, you know, yeah, in right. the comedy it's genre or whatever. Friend, yeah. yeah. The number, number one family friendly movie. This date to this date. Yeah. The number one movie in America at 10 a.m. East Coast time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. Star Wars breaks. Brilliant dot, dot, dot piece of shit. <laughs> this is brilliantly <laughs> done as a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Put on there. So while, the number one so while Rich is looking. Star oh, Wars did uh, 30.65 million views in one day. That's it? That's it. That's impossible. Yep, it did 30.5. It didn't do 31 million views in 24 hours. Nope. Wow. It's right there. So it did. It's 61. Hmm. That's crazy. That That is weird. That seems very low. Especially because it says this is breaks greatest world record. Hold on. At the time, this is June 19th, but that means that the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer would have already been released. And the other article says that that was the previous record holder before Civil War. Right. That would have been the second or the second full trailer then. Not mm-hmm. this not this latest one. Right? The latest one would have been more. No, but the first trailer that they showed at that celebration, celebration. which was in April, yeah, Age well, of this Ultron. This is this is for the second one. Guinness World Records has confirmed that the second trailer for the highly anticipated Star Wars. That would film be the second holds, one. Yeah, though. now holds the record for the most viewed movie trailer in YouTube. That's just YouTube. Okay, that's, that's just the other YouTube. thing. That's just YouTube. Yeah. I thought they said, like, with everybody watching it on Facebook and everything else, it was like... Maybe they million. didn't add up all of those, and that's how they're getting around it. Yeah, it was great. Is they're encompassing like YouTube, YouTube and Facebook and everything else, saying, okay, yeah. now it's Well, that's 61. what they're saying. If you anyway. took all of Star Wars with YouTube and everything like that, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Five whatever... people watch it. <laughs> no one's going to go see Star um, Wars. But yeah, no, I mean, this trailer, it, it, it felt like the rest of the Marvel Universe. It didn't feel, mm. you know... It, Black, nothing that I saw felt like it would be out of place. Right, right. There weren't, you know, it, it didn't, I didn't have that same feeling when I watched the Batman and I saw some weird cuts and things like that in the trailer or shoehorning uh, Wonder Woman into the trailer. Right. Wonder Woman. Yeah, because even, they, 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 like, Wonder Woman is like, that would have been a nice surprise, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta sell, you gotta well, sell. Well, yeah, you'd already you seen wonder. so much it, of it's, it's that popular actress from Fast and the Furious playing Wonder Woman, you know, that beloved but character it, it, that she plays. She's one of the cars, right? I think so. Because yeah. that's all anybody cares about. But I think the before cars that, in, uh, she's in, she's rocks. in the party scene, too. But they don't show that in the trailer. Right. If you you see, that would have been a good place to introduce, especially because everybody who knows that movie knew who her character was. Right. Great place to introduce her. If they, Not if, introduce the villain, just to show her, basically. If they would have done it where Lex introduces Clark and Bruce, and you have that moment, and then she, or she's standing there with Lex, so you have all three of them there together at that introduction, it would have worked for me, for the trailer. Yeah. Yep, but no. Yep. But no. 
And so, I think that's the problem between DC and Marvel with when it comes to the films. I think they they're just like we need to show as much as we can to get people excited to see it, and you know I think and that was the biggest mi- that's the biggest mistake. I think only one person on my entire Facebook feed actually liked the trailer. Everyone else is just like meh. And don't get me wrong, DC for television, aside from Gotham, maybe they do really well and they do yeah, good television. And, and, and I like also, Gotham. They're, they're also at least having fun on television. Right. Even with Smallville, they they learn like they at some point once the first set of producers left and the new people took over, they learned to have fun with yes. the DC universe and like yeah, it's going to be a little different, but let's just. Like, why? Why can't we do all this really cool stuff? Take Jessica Jones and Daredevil out of the mix. DC has uh, 100% done better on television than Marvel. Right. Well, yeah, because then you just have one show. (laughs) Yeah. But even if you look at the cartoons and everything else. I don't know. Earth's Mightiest was a good Yeah, I was going to say, Earth's Mightiest Heroes was fantastic. But you... the you 90s didn't. Spider-Man was good too. And the X-Men. Yeah. X-Men. But then you but if you look at Batman, you look at Superman, you even look at Young Justice. It's hard to do with cartoon shows because the cartoon shows on both sides have been, been good. consistently good on both ends. Yeah. Because they're beloved characters and you can do a lot more in a cartoon that's true. that people will accept than in a movie. I still don't know why that's true in this day and age. But <laughs> When it's in a cartoon, people are just like, yes, yes, I do believe Iron Man would go to space. But if you did that now, people would be like, Whoa. You can or- incorporate <laughs> more characters throughout their right. both histories. Yeah. Especially you got a lot more yeah. time. I yeah. mean, you've got 11 hours worth yeah. of content every season. So Which speaking of comic books, I mean, space, cartoons so. and television. Cartoons. Well, even comic books. What are comic books? Samurai okay. Jack got announced that it's being... Re- Yes, a few days ago, in a complete surprise that no one saw coming, Danny Tarkovsky and barely, which yeah, is good. Cartoon Network announced that they're bringing Samurai what's the, Jack What's back the trailer count on that? I'm sure. I, I and there's nothing to it. I still watched it four absolutely times. Absolutely nothing to <laughs> it. it. Easily beat Batman vs Superman, right? I mean, just like the view count, it's got to be, got to be insane on that. Seven hundred and ninety-three million. Well, it was. I mean, it was something hours. that came out and. I saw it on Facebook, and I, I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was a joke, and then I found it on the Cartoon Network's it's website like, or whatever, yeah. Adult Swim website, and I'm like, this is real, and this is one of the things, like, I want all the information right now, and there was nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, but wait, I have questions. I have questions. What are you going to do? Because famously, Gennad Tartakovsky has said for years that he would never go back and do Jack mm-hmm. because the voice actor no, for okay. Aku, Mako, was dead. Right. And he, was not going to re- had, he wasn't going to recast him. No one has said what this is going to be. And, right. you know, it's not super important at the moment, but it's one of those questions in my head, like, what changed his mind? What, what did he do? Okay. Why, where, where, why? Where, why are you doing it now? Or is he going to finish it? Are we going to get Because I've had this dream for years that at the very least he would go back and do a film. And it would be the very beginning that of the film. One of the things they were planning on doing. Yeah, one of, the begin- one of my dreams was the beginning of the film is that Aku is silent. Yeah, that he either has an interpreter or he has, you know, it's almost like the voice of Sauron that, that, that was cut from Return of the King. Right. Just this character that speaks for him. Aku doesn't have to speak anymore. You, you kind of like, you know, you, you, you respect that part of it. And Jack, because Samurai Jack's one of my favorite cartoons of all time. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing cartoon, especially in the fact that so many episodes are completely different tonally mm-hmm. and visually. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing what he did with that series. It is incredible. And I've always wanted, like, I want to get to the end. I'm so invested in that character. 
I want mm-hmm. to see him win. I want to see him go back in time. I want him to save everybody and just be this awesome samurai dude who's just incredible. Oh my god! But here's well, the thing that everybody well, kids. Well, they could all, and maybe a, his kids. Maybe. Too. Well, because well, they did so do they that one do time. That. The, they did in one of the episodes. They showed him going back, back, back to the past. He was already an old man. So there's still a lot of story to tell. But here's the one thing so, that everybody and seemed and also, to. Mako, uh, Mako was also doing uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes, and they he, used his he, understudy. He, right? Yeah, yeah, he used his understudy. He passed the role on to him, and easily. I mean, the guy sounds almost exactly like him. Right, and it's just like if they, even if they went to him. Yeah, because Aku's voice is isn't too hard to imitate no. either. I, I mean. So they could easily ask him to come back, or they could, you know, tone down the part and still have him around. But but one of the things that everybody seems to be overlooking with this and not realizing is, Samurai Jack was Cartoon Network. Right. It wasn't Adult Swim, even though Adult Swim is Cartoon Network. It's their adult version of the shows that they put on there. So this Samurai Jack is most likely going to be a lot darker. No, I don't tone. think it's that. I just think they it's know all the. The, the amount of time or the kids that were watching are yeah, now, they're they're now adult swim, yeah. 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 I mean, that was that that was 2000. This this is 15 years old, right? It was 2001 to 2004, yeah. Which I didn't it's realize it was only 52 episodes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. there's only three I seasons. Thought was, I thought it was more than that. There's only three seasons, only three DVDs, yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be... I mean, dude, What's Samurai Jack next out? year, X Files comes out next year. Yep. I mean, it's insane, the stuff that's coming back. Uh, I think it's, uh, what is it? Uh, X-Files is January. Yeah, X-Files is January for a miniseries. When is uh, Samurai Jack? Uh, 2016. They said there'll be more information in 2016. Uh, more than likely, we're not going to know anything before Comic-Con. Right. That's so I can finally say this now because my company does the, um, we, did, we put in the studio at Cartoon Network for the voiceover booths. And we happened to be there taking pictures two weeks ago. And they had... Is Bill Lamar there? No, they had this I- the image from oh, the, the trailer up on a board. And I, got, I was like, no. And they had dates. You know, they, had, they had some prelim dates down for like, some of the actors to come in. And I was like, no, that's not... And they, were, they were like, well, we can't confirm or deny this, but, you know. So I was like, when I finally saw that this broke, I was like excited to you know, finally be able to... Tell Chris especially because I know Chris has been uh, <sighs> literally dreaming about. Yeah, this. Yeah, I, I remember especially when, when the Tartakovsky Star Wars stuff came out. You yep. were you were freaking out. Mm. Yeah, no, I, his his stuff is fantastic, and he's he's good with a lot of different um, genres and yes. types. I mean, I mean, he's got that. Well, and, yeah, <laughs> that's but, one of the things I saw. Is now the Samurai Jack's back? Is there any chance we can get Symbionic Titan back? One thing at a time. Well, they've talked about bringing Dexter's Laboratory back. Again, for a, sec- for a second time. Yes. And I just go, no, the, the first time they brought it back, it was not... not none they, of the, are the animation team was different. So the voice actors were different. Brought back. Yeah, they brought it back. Mm-hmm. You, you, and then the Powerpuff Girls, they brought back, but they're, they, that's... Or they no, they started to bring it back, but then they didn't, and now they've talked they did, about. They've done specials, like yes, short specials. Yes. And yeah. stuff. They are bring, They are making a new, yeah, computer-generated computer thing with none of the original voice acting. And yeah, as and far I, as I'm concerned, it's not. It's not. It's not because I don't even think Tartakovsky's involved in it. No, it? no, it's no. not Craig McCracken. Yeah, it's 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 the fourth season of Boondocks where yes. they Aaron Cooter was like, I'm not involved in this at all, and it is an abomination. Yeah, but you're right. It is more of a 3D 
style animation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, not the, it's not the same characters. It's not the not same interested. writing team. I love Powerpuff Girls they also. It's one of my favorite shows. When on Twitter, she was saying that they didn't even ask her back. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just are not interested in... And I'm not interested in keeping it, so that show put good, it that way. So. so, yeah. Speaking of MST3K... Because I think Lauren Faust, uh, who also is... She's Craig McCracken's wife, but she also was a writer on like Foster's Home with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he did some Powerpuff Girl stuff. She's got My Little Pony, so she's, right. she's the one who brought it back to TV. So how sure did that work out? Doing, I'm sure she's doing fine. Oh yeah, she mm-hmm. yeah. Matter of fact, she was actually going to try to do another. She was going to do um, Milky Way and the Galaxy Girls. Okay. Which kind of they kind of have a uh, Powerpuff Girls oh, yeah, look to them. They, need, they, they need to get her on Gem and the Holograms to make up for that terrible movie. What yeah. movie? Oh, the movie that they took out in two weeks? What movie? Yeah, it was in theaters for two Jeez. weeks. What movie? Oh, um, man. Do we want to talk about uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, or do you want to save that for another... I'd like more information to come out before we talk about it, because like, we now have like almost a complete cast, but the two guys who do the voices of the robots now did yes. a Funny or Die or a College Humor thing mm-hmm. for Star Wars, and just like, nah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm yeah they... they uh, okay. Matter of fact, uh, Kevin and Bean had... Um, Jonah on uh, and they're, like, on one. The, the sad week. part is, is like like apart from uh, the girl from the Sears commercial, uh, everyone else I the like. Felicia girl. Day, yeah, Felicia Day. Uh, she was the never girl seen. from the Sears commercial. Is Felicia uh, Day. I like all of them. That's not the Guild or See, anything this is, else. This this is the thing. Yeah, when I was I listening like them all to like when I when I was listening to Kevin the, Bean, Kevin and Bean was talking about it. I said it feels it, it's like a fan thing. If Joel wasn't involved, I would actually be, be more, more interested yeah. because I'm like, this is just fans going, we're going to take the torch and we're going to make our own new Mystery Science Theater 3000 and we're going to get the money. We're going to use Patton Oswalt's name. We're going to use Felicia Day's name and we're going to get the money and we're going to do it. And if these guys don't want to do anything with it, that's fu- that's fine. That's fine. You know, if Mike doesn't want to do anything and the guys who did Tom right. Servo, that's fine. But here we're knowing the involvement of the original creator who from whatever reports and rumors and stories and whatever just didn't seem to get along with all of those people towards the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why he stopped doing it and Mike came in. Uh, it, it's it's like his involvement almost seems to taint it where I'm listening to it going, I'm sure this would be funny, but I don't know if I'm really interested because right. it's not it's not my MST3K and that sounds so stupid, but at the same time, like I think Patton Oswalt's funny. The the, the, yeah. the host guy was funny, mm-hmm. and like I'm sure whoever's Jonah, writing, the two, the you know, writing the, the bots, the bots, they the, one of them is a stand-up comedian. I've I've heard his stuff before. Like again, like well, they they're, yeah, they're like partners or something. Yeah, aren't they're they? all individually really funny. It sounds people. like Jonah is is doing a lot of. And the, I, I like him on the Nerdist. Yeah, and I just like for me and Felicia Day. Like as much as 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 much as I like like. Like people love she's her. She's funny. She's and, good. And I just like I. She's like I, I don't care for her. And it's not like I don't care. Like as a person, she created it. She, she created really an nice. empire with the guild. And, yeah, she did. And like I was never into World of Warcraft, so the guild was never my thing. But like kudos to her for getting the role. But still, like none of this seem like. Well, she's like, also been. She she was in Warehouse Thirteen for a little bit. She was yeah, in. <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, that, speaking, I did like her in Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah, she was in Alpha. She was in. Um, um, Oh God! What was the, what was the other one that they had that was about the uh, the sheriff um, in the uh, town? Um, but she's also in Supernatural and things like that. Yeah, I just I she just makes her run of the geek. Sorry, there's it's a, basically yeah. There's there's a picture online of this person put on Twitter a picture of Dave Grohl 
from Foo Fighters and Dave Gold from Nirvana, but it's a singer from Foo Fighters, drummer from Nirvana. And the quote is that if the singer from Foo Fighters shaved, he would just look like the drummer from Nirvana. <laughs> I don't know why. That just became really, really funny. So anyways, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. So uh, anybody got anything they want to add or say before we go? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Felicia Day, I'm sure you're a nice Two plus person. two is four. Felicia's cool. I, I've, I, I'm yeah, sure she's a what, nice person. That's what I wanted to she add. Seems, she seems like a, 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 a lovely human I, being. She's also like, got geek and sundry that she's yeah, created. She, she does. And that's like, for me, it's just like, I, like, every, like, I don't know. I feel like. Best selling author. Like, yeah. I, I feel I've like been I'm so the, oppressed as a nerd because I'm a hot redhead. I feel like I'm the, the guy in like body snatchers where it's like, what, like the person from the Sears commercial. Yeah. Really? She, I mean, she was in there for like, uh, she had, Two out, two, two commercials. Or three commercials. Yeah. Like for me, that was my first exposure to her, and it's like, it's like, I, like I don't even remember commercials for Sears. I mean, the hell. Yeah, for, but it's also for me. It's like, it's like I don't know what. Like Before I feel like everyone's trying to sell me, sell me her on her geek creds. Like you don't need to sell me on her. I'm sure she's a nice person. I just don't care for her. Yeah, she's got plenty of geek creds. creds yeah, stuff. she does. But I feel like it's like no, but she does this and that. It's like it's like she's also a, she's I, also like a cellist or a uh, violinist or something. Yeah, she's. I feel, I feel like I'm in body snatchers. Like, what? Suddenly everybody likes this person and I'm out of the loop. And it's yeah. like, no, it's too late for me. It's too late. They, they, they Past the point where I can get into that person <laughs> as a thing in society. Get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> she, she's very tight with uh, Joss Wheaton, too. Yeah, I'm sure she is. Uh, she, was, uh, she was in uh, Dr. Horrible. She Dr. Was, Horrible. She, she was, was amazing. She, was, she can sing, too. She was yeah. all right in Dr. Horrible. I love that's that's the only thing I knew I, that again, she was from. Like, no, I was like, okay, it's you know it's just. I no, love Doctor Horrible. On, yeah, nobody can sell me on her, and I feel really bad for it. Like I feel like it's like no, I should be able to like this person. I should, and I just can't, and I feel really bad for it too. Just like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's like no, she's it's, had almost every con too. So. Yeah, I, again, like it's like I believe you that she's a nerd. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> What can I do to sell you Felicia Day? Nothing. Nothing, and I'm sorry. It's like trying to sell Joss Whedon to Chris. That's fine. I don't, like, again, like, I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I like the original movie more than I did the show. Mm -hmm. But just, like, again, he's another person, like, I believe you he's a nerd. I just don't care. Yeah, I'm kind of just like, whatever. It's just that, what, Being a nerd You would like him more if other people didn't, like, put him up on a pedestal. No, I'd like him more if he was probably better. If somebody said Vladimir Putin was playing D&D in secret, that would still not make me like him more. (laughs) (laughs) You just put Joss Whedon and Felicia Day in the same thing with Vladimir Putin. That's how you know this podcast needs to That's that's the new Avengers commercial. (laughs) If somebody had like, if they were telling me like Jerry Brown was playing D and D, I would not like Jerry Brown anymore. I just like, yeah, he's got Solar Initiative. He seems like a cool person. I just, I don't even care about him, his personal life as a as a thing. (laughs) And on that note. And yeah, on and on that note, so check us out at facebook.com slash nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show. I am Putin. I like the end. <laughs> and you, make sure you leave us a comment on my, one of our I am like, goblin. different I am goblin places. My mate kill your goblin. But that was, just in my that was a bad comparison. Terrible comparison. It's like literally apples and oranges. My white mate kill your goblin. I do not know why this. Know why this. Felicia ben, Day has come to my country <laughs> to take over. Fair enough. If, if, ben, if somebody told me, oh, look, well, Ben Affleck's been reading Batman comics for 30 years. It's like, I don't care. I really don't care. Well, he, come on, man. He, You're just digging that he, hole he deeper. Plays, <laughs> he plays D&D. It's like, I still don't care. I like him as an actor, but I just... 
He was in Phantoms, man. He was in Phantoms. I don't care about his personal life. Yeah, I really don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's I like, watch him for his movies. That's yeah, it. That, exactly how I feel. Like every time, like on my Facebook feed, I get the bunch of like celebrity news. Like, I really don't care what they had for breakfast. <laughs> I just like their movies. I don't need to know about them as a. Do person. your job, damn it. Yeah, exactly. So make sure you check us out next week when we do another episode of the Nerdables or Nerdables. <laughs> the Nerdables. Oh my god, I'm a